This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Personal Profitability Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Eric Rosenberg, and this is episode number 67. So a lot of us dream of leaving our day jobs and going into the world of self-employment. And having done this last year myself, I have to admit it's pretty awesome. (laughs) I love my job. I love my lifestyle. And I'm always excited to hear about other people taking the leap from a day job to their own gig. And I love it even more when there's some relationship to what they were doing before. And it's something that they have become an expert in and are now able to go out on their own. And I know, you know, people in my own life who've done things like this, like my brother-in-law had worked for a boss as a construction worker for a while, became an expert on excavators, bought his own, and now owns a company that has multiple excavators. He's hardly doing the work himself anymore because he has a staff doing it for him, and his company is growing. And our guest today has done something similar, but she's right at the beginning. And our guest that I'm speaking of is Erica Mandy. Now, Erica was a news person. You'll hear her whole story in a few minutes. And she was able to position herself to leave her job. And she is starting her new business as we speak. Um, She was pre-revenue when we recorded. And you can see the excitement and some of the nerves as she's getting ready to you know build up this new business and hope to making a living at it and this is a lot of what i went through myself when i quit my job now of course i had already built a life that uh i already built an income stream from my business that could sustain my life and my family when i left my job Uh, But Erica was not able to because of the type of job she was in. So that's a little bit different. Um, I usually suggest people start their business as a side hustle and build that revenue before they just jump without that net to land in. But even without it, a lot of good things can happen. And in Erica's case, I'm sure that will be the case. So let's dive in and hear how Erica left her job and became self-employed. Here we go. It used to be that when I wanted to review all of my personal finances, I had to log into websites from different banks, investment companies, lenders, credit card companies, all sorts of financial institutions to see a complete picture of my finances. But that's not a problem anymore thanks to personal capital. With personal capital, I can log in and in one handy dashboard, I can view all of my banks, credit cards, investments, and every other account in one place. Plus, it gives me insights into how I earn money and how I spend each month so I can optimize my income and cash flows to best suit the needs of my family. But there's more. There's some great free tools like the 401k and mutual fund analysis tool that I use to save $300 every year on mutual fund fees. And that's money back in my pocket. Now, the best part is most of these tools are totally free. You can sign up for personal capital with no charge and only pay if you decide you want to work with a professional financial advisor to help manage your money. But if you want to do it yourself, you can sign up for free and use all of these great tools. To get started, head to personalprofitability.com slash personal capital. That's personalprofitability.com slash personal capital.
All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I am excited to be here with Erica Mandy. I feel like I should be having a starstruck moment because she has been all (laughs) over the news in LA, which is just about an hour and a half, two hours from where I live. So I'm excited to welcome you to the show. How's it going, Erica? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Eric. Yeah, thanks for being here. So your story is one that a lot of people could relate to because you are in the process now or recently have left a job that you've had for a long time. But let's start by you know Tarantinoing it, going back to the beginning. How did you get into a career with the news and the media? So it all started in college when you kind of have to decide what direction you're going to go in life. Um, and I knew that I loved writing and talking to people and all that. So I got uh, a journalism degree. And then the way that TV news uh, and broadcast journalism works is you kind of have to start at a small city and work your way up to a big city. So I started in Columbia, Missouri. You might know it by University of Missouri is there. So that was my first job after internships and all that good stuff. And worked there for four years, kind of worked my way up within that station. Did you become a Tigers fan while you were there? (laughs) (laughs) No, because I'm originally from Kansas, so I think people Uh-oh. at KU would not be happy with me. I get that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I did I did love the community there, and it was a great place to get my feet wet and get my foot in the door. So, did that for four years, started as a part-time reporter uh, for $10 an hour, actually. So, kind of doing whatever it takes to get started. Um, worked my way up to the main anchor by the time I left. So, then I jumped to Portland, Oregon for my second job. and. That was really great. Um, It was a bigger market. There was a little bit more pressure, um, but it got me really ready to take the next step, which was Los Angeles. And so then I got to Los Angeles about three years later and started as a freelancer there and eventually got staffed. And then, as you mentioned, uh, eventually decided to quit that to start my own thing. So 10 years later, I'm, I'm starting my own business and own podcast called The Newsworthy. That's awesome. When did, just curious, I also lived in Portland and moved from there to Southern California. When did you move from, uh, from Portland down to LA? 2014. 2014. Yes. Yeah. So I moved uh, yeah. last year in 2016. So we, we may have had a little bit of overlap at some point in Portland. That's kind of fun. Yeah. They're, they're very <laughs> different, uh, but you still get the beautiful West coast, which oh, I totally. think once I live on the West coast, I was like, okay, I have to stay here. That's, I grew up in Denver. We moved to Portland from there. My wife was from the Santa Barbara area. That's how I ended up in Southern California. When we moved to Portland, I was like, I am not moving back to cold. That was pretty much my... Exactly. uh, It snows there every once, like, you know, it snowed there, I think, two times in the two and a half years we lived there. So it can happen. But now that I live down in sunny Ventura, it's like 75 and sunny every day. I'm, and we all both live by are, the beach. Yeah, I live a yeah, I, I lived a five minute walk from the beach. I just moved, so now it's like a seven minute drive. But you know, so I it's have to amazing. suffer through that drive to get to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> the seven minutes. So, um, how did for your self employed? Um, it started as a side hustle. How did that come to fruition while you were also doing what's you know a very visible and time demanding job? Well, and that's the thing. I I couldn't make it too much of a side hustle because when I was working for CBS Los Angeles, I was committed to them uh, via contract. So um, when I came up with this idea, I really just had to research it and do as much as I could to feel confident about it and then just take the leap. Um, It would have been great if I could have done a little bit more with it on the side before really taking that big risk. But with my situation and the way that my podcast is going to be, which is a daily thing um, where I'm working late at night on it, 
it completely conflicts with my schedule over at CBS Los Angeles, which is why I decided I had to ultimately leave. But I did a lot of research. I talked to a lot of people before making that call. And I think it came down to knowing that I had reached a goal in my career path so far, knowing that I didn't think continuing on that path was any longer correct for me. And then most of all, it was hearing from people that they felt that their news options right now were boring, depressing, time-consuming, biased. And when I came up with this idea, I, I knew that that could solve all those problems. So I got really, really excited and passionate about it. And so ultimately, I had to just take the risk. And luckily, it was the right time in my life to do that. You know, I don't have kids yet, but at the same time, I was, I had just gotten married a, a year before. So I felt like, okay, I had a dual income and I had had a good paying job for several years now. Um, I was no longer making $10 an hour like my first job. So I was able to save up some money. And so it was kind of one of those things that felt like now or never. And not to say that I couldn't have done it at another time in my life, but it just felt like the right time. And I had reached this goal in my other career path where I had 10 years of experience behind me. And so I just kind of felt like, let's do this. And if I don't do it now, I think I'm going to regret it. And I think that people are asking for this uh, new type of news. So it just excites me. And I wanted to get started. That's a very familiar feeling, except when I quit my job, I did it like any responsible new dad with a six-month-old. So uh, I, I will <laughs> Which say- I give you a lot of credit for. And I will say it never is easier to make a big life change for most people than right now. Because whatever excuse you have that's making it difficult today, you know, a year, five years, 10 years from now, you'll have a whole lot more, whether it's, you know, a bigger mortgage or kids or- other business things, whatever is happening in your life, typically is going to be more difficult unless you hit that retirement point, in which case you could do anything. But for most people who are younger than you know 60 or 70, uh, it's always better to start now if you know that it's something you're going to do eventually. And you know, for me, I had the same thing. I thought, you know, I'm making so much doing this on the side, I will always regret if I don't know what could have happened if I went for it. So that's what exactly. I exactly. And so, I think it's, I think you're right that it's no matter what time it comes down to the idea. Do you feel passionate about it? Do you know that you just want to go for it? So that's how I felt. Yeah. So tell us more about this idea, trying to change up the way um, the, the media or, or the fake news, as some people might say, <laughs> <laughs> or the real news, as I say, um, what do you, what is the new idea? How does that look? Yeah. So I think to your point with people not sure who to trust and hearing all this talk of fake news, one of the things I want to do with the Newsworthy podcast is bring a lot of different news sources into this one place so that it's convenient and you can listen on the go just like this podcast. Um, but you know that you're getting a wide variety of perspectives all from one place. And I'm really, really clear about where the information is coming from. So I cite other legitimate news organizations, but I'm doing all the hard work for you. I'm reading all the different news in a day and putting it into this one place. And I'm saying the Wall Street Journal says this, BBC says this, you know, ABC News says this, Fox News says that. So you're you know that I've done all that reading and I'm giving you the straight story and I'm giving you an overview of what's happened that day. Everything from politics to entertainment to tech to different trends that are happening. So my goal is to be fast, fair, and fun. So it's less than 10 minutes, uh, Monday through Friday. It's fair, just like I talked about. It's unbiased, down the middle news. Um, and it's fun. You know, I don't want it to be another news talk type 
situation. I don't want it to be alarmist, depressing story after depressing story. So yeah, sometimes news is serious or sad, but at the same time, you're always going to get a good talker from me or something that's a little bit more fun or interesting or a tech trend that's happening. And I just try to be super high energy and casual, like your best friend's telling you the news. So that's going to be uh, launching. I think by the time this airs, it will be up and running because we're launching August 28th and it's called The Newsworthy. So people can check it out at thenewsworthy.com or where they have, wherever they listen to podcasts. Oh, that's awesome. So when you're starting this, the plan is um, it's clear how your skills from your news and journalism path will translate perfectly into this. Uh, is the plan to just do the podcast? Or are you going to do a mix of you know, podcast and video and written? You know, there's so many formats today online, uh, and we have faster internet than ever with our phones. What is your plan to try to get to as many eyeballs or earbuds as possible? Absolutely. So I think starting out, it's going to be a podcast. Um, but you know, not just podcasts. I've I also will be emailing. So if somebody signs up on the newsworthy.com, they'll get an email each day. So maybe they're not into a lot of different podcasts, although I do encourage it, of course. Um, they can just get an email to their inbox every day, click play, and they can listen right from their smartphone. Um, so, and I'm going to be trying to stay up with all the different platforms that people are using. Eventually, you know, I would love to expand it into a premium app and video and live events and all that stuff. But I'm going to start with this podcast and, you know, make sure a lot of people are excited about it and then continue to expand it. So I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. So what tools and systems are you using to try to build up a successful launch? Yeah. So right now, a lot of it is just talking about it. You know, I think for a lot of people, when you start something new, you're, you're a little bit afraid to talk about it because you're afraid that if it fails, you're going to be embarrassed. Right. So I think for me, it was just initially the step of telling people about it. Don't be afraid to talk about it on social media. Don't be afraid to sign up for conferences and speeches like we've been talking about because we're going to be meeting each other at podcast movement. Um, and, you know, I'll go to my workout class and I'll tell people about it. I'm going to start bringing my iPad and say, hey, does anybody want to sign up? Um, and not being afraid to put it out there. I think that's the first step. Also, you know, it's supporting other people. So knowing that I have other friends that are starting businesses, supporting them, and they do the same for me and creating this community. It's also... Um, trying to reach out, you know, eventually once I get going, it's reaching out to press contacts that I have, writing blog posts, all the same stuff that everybody does. Um, and I think it's really comes down to the content. If people love it, I want it to be, I want it to spread via word of mouth. And that will be the ultimate test of if uh, this is something that's going to work. That's awesome. Do you have any people who've inspired you in, in this world of podcasting? What, which podcasts do you look up to and which podcast producers that you want to kind of draw from what you're learning, just seeing good examples out there. There are so many, and it's so cool. When I first started getting into listening to podcasts, um, it was really focused on the business aspect because I knew journalism, but I hadn't ever been an entrepreneur before. So I got really into entrepreneur-focused podcasts. So everything from Tim Ferriss and Eventual Millionaire, and then it started to expand to people as I was looking into the podcasting industry. You know, I met Jared Easley, who runs Podcast Movement, and you, and seeing how they do it. And I just try to pull from a wide variety. The other thing was kind of trying to do something that's a little bit different. Um, my podcast will not have interviews. So for example, 
Um, there are some other news podcasts that interview their reporters and stuff like that. And I think that can be really valuable, but sometimes people just want to get their news and get going. And so mine actually won't have those interviews. It'll just be me, um, aggregating the news of the day for you and, that will be it. Um, so you don't have to sit through an interview if that's, you know, because it's meant to be convenient and on the go. Of course, I love podcasts that are more long form and interview based, but it's pulling from what I think works for my style. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many that are so good. And I always try to encourage myself to try a new podcast and listen to somebody different. Um, I've, I love she podcasts, which is great. They have a great Facebook community, um, where everybody kind of helps each other, especially female podcasters. So I, the list goes on and on. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. You know, so I, you know, hearing you talk about your story, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's a little bit like this and a little bit like this and a little bit like this. But when you have a, enough, that's a little bit like something else, it becomes its own unique thing. And that's, um, that's something really exciting about, anybody trying something new online today is yeah there's probably something kind of similar but if you have an idea and no one's done something just like it or even if someone has done something very similar if you do it best there's such a huge audience out there now there's there's a lot of possibility for success it's, it's pretty cool I know, and it's um, so exciting to see the statistics you know on yeah. podcasts and how much it's growing so that just gets me even more ramped up I know uh, one of my favorite podcasts, I don't listen as much as I used to, is the uh, Adam and Drew show, which is pretty much Loveline from way back in the day, <laughs> uh, Resurrected, even though Loveline's still on with Dr. Drew at a different host. Uh, but I've actually modeled a lot of my podcast here in the beginning on how Adam puts together his podcasts, because he has a little empire over there at Corolla Digital. So um, it's very cool. So what um, what was it like, you know, in your head when you were getting ready to give the big news to your boss that, <laughs> oh, man. that this is the big day. I'm going to go and tell them that I'm leaving. I was nervous for sure. Uh, there's no denying that. Um, you know, I think it was unexpected. I, like I said, I couldn't take too many steps uh, to, to do more than research as much as I could on the side. And so, and I was still very much committed to my current job. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to make it clear that I was very appreciative of all the opportunities I got there, but ultimately this was something I knew I had to do and would regret it if I didn't do it. And the other key point was that, look, I'm not going to another TV news station, their direct competition. This was about me going off on my own and trying something totally different. So, you know, ultimately they were understanding and they were great. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful for the opportunities and the experiences that I had there. It's, it's a great news organization. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So for people who want to connect, um, can we just go one more time? Where should you head if you want to find Erica Mandy and your new projects? Yeah, so you can sign up for the podcast at thenewsworthy.com um, and you'll get the emails every day so you can listen. You can also find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, like Apple Podcasts. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter. My podcast account is the NW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and the Newsworthy Podcast on Facebook. And then just look under Erica Mandy if you want to follow me personally. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. And I will certainly be watching and hoping to see a lot of success with your new show. Thank you, Eric. This was so much fun. I appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll be seeing each other in from when we're recording almost two weeks from the day. We'll be hanging out at Ignite Podcast Movement. So listeners, by the time you hear this, Erica and I will already be 
long time good friends from hanging out in person. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Hopefully the video will be good enough that that I'll post it. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, ignites a great time. Um, well, thank you again so much, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Well, that's a wrap on this one, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Erica as much as I did. It was a blast to learn about what she's doing with her new news site, and I wish her so much luck with her venture. You can check links to her site, anything else we mentioned in the show, at personalprofitability.com slash episode 67. As always, you can leave questions for me at personalprofitability.com slash askeric to get featured in a future episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please swing by wherever you listen to podcasts and drop a rating or share it with a friend because that is the way other people discover this show and hopefully they can learn something that will make them live a better life just as I hope you are. So thanks everyone for sticking around till the end and until next time, stay profitable.